Hi, I'm Ben and welcome to the TBW podcast where I'll be talking about project management, agile delivery and how you can improve your productivity at home and at work. Hey and welcome to episode four of the TBW podcast and this week I'm going to be talking to you about the agile agenda. So how many times have you created an agenda all been past an agenda for a meeting and thought, wow, that's a great agenda. I love how this is written and presented. The agenda items are so exciting, I can't wait to get started. Not that often, I'm sure, but this is the traditional way of creating agendas within the workplace. And most of the time they're created because that's how it's always done. Um, but there's many downsides to this type of agenda. And the Agile agenda, which I'm gonna take you through today, just flips this on its head and encourages much more conversation and making sure you're talking about the right things at the right time. So the traditional agendas, they're often inherently boring and they don't add that much value. So we always have to create them the same way and because they're just part of that process, but they're they're really followed well, which isn't just down to the agenda. Um, it's obviously facilitation as well, um, but they are important and you need them. You need them for structure. And in some cases, they're the first thing that the client sees when they arrive in your meeting. And we all know how important first impressions are. Plus, they do help create that flow, as I said, and that structure to the meeting. Now, traditional agendas, they always have that AOB, which you feel like you have to put in there. But all that really means is it's all the things that you've forgotten to talk about um, because potentially you haven't organized yourself well enough um, or you haven't prepped well enough for the meeting, and it's a bit of a backup plan. So you typically get an agenda as a printout or it's up on the screen when you first arrive in that meeting, and then it disappears. So the room, in some cases, you know, forgets about what was on it, and the control of the meeting can be lost. So some attendees, they also just wanna talk about what's important to them or they feel like they just need to talk for the sake of it. So I'm sure you've been all in those meetings and there's that one guy, that one girl who just wants to talk, 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 so they feel like they need to. And a lot of the time what they're talking about isn't that relevant and it delays everything else that you need to cover. And this makes facilitating the meeting like even harder. So I like to compare the traditional agenda with the waterfall methodology, which is a, a delivery methodology in project management. So if you're not aware of that is, is essentially you plan things out sequentially. So you do the all the planning up front for everything you're possibly gonna do for the next X amount of months. And then you go through each stage, so you do requirements and then you do UX design, you do the actual design of the product, then you build it, then you test it, and then you finally get it to the uh, the customer and the end user and quite often it's not what they want and it takes a lot longer. So using this analogy with the waterfall project where you plan everything up front, that's essentially your, that's your traditional agenda items. And then you put all those project actions and tasks in a very long dependency field project plan um, describing exactly how long things are gonna take and that's what you get when you create the agenda in a traditional way. So then you start to work through the project and you start to find out new things or work takes longer than planned. And in this equivalent for the agenda, it's the attendees asking lots of questions. 
presenter talks for longer than planned and generally just things just take longer and new things come up. And then when you get to the end of the project, which is the end of the meeting, you realise you're not going to complete everything. So you have to ask for more time and more budget for the project. And what this means for the meeting is it's taking longer than planned and you're going to miss out on some of those important agenda items because there's only so long a meeting can go on for. And then when you finally finish that project and you release it to the customers, which again is your, the end of the meeting, the customer feeds back, this isn't exactly what they asked for um, six months ago when the project started. Or in the meeting equivalent, the meeting attendees didn't actually get what they were expecting from the meeting because you run out of time or you didn't cover exactly what they needed. So I know from experience this isn't the case for every meeting, but I do know that this does happen a lot. So what are the alternatives? You need to create, as I said at the start of this, what's called a, an Agile agenda. So starting with Agile, so there's many ways that Agile is described when it comes to software development, where it's traditionally um, come from when it, when it comes to building products and services. But typically these days it's used because it's the latest thing to tag up project methodology or job title um, with the word Agile in it and for full disclosure mine does actually have Agile in it um, but hopefully I can back that up a little bit. Um, but without going down another rabbit hole of um, what Agile truly means because that's for another podcast, um, in this context I'm just going to use one of the values of the Agile Manifesto which is which was originally created um, 20 so years ago now, um, and that's responding to change over following a plan. So this description is perfect for creating an agile meeting agenda. As you don't have that much time together, it might be an hour, it might be a couple of hours, um, and you have multiple unknowns, you've got new people in the room, haven't, potentially haven't met each other before, might have different expectations about what they want to get out of this. Um, so you need to be agile in your meeting approach. And an Agile agenda, at its simplest, is a Kanban board. So if you're not aware of what Kanban is, it's, it's essentially, well, how it's laid out is essentially a set of swim lanes. So if you can imagine three columns on the wall, one has to do on the far left, in the middle is in progress, and on the right is done. So your traditional agenda items, which you'd normally have out on that printout or that slide or that presentation, are replaced with cards that are placed on the wall and you put them in sort of the known, the current known priority order under the to-do uh, swim lane. And when you do this, they need to be large enough so the attendees in the room can read them from not only when they're walking past it, from, when they're, um, from where they're sat down as well. So at the start of the meeting, rather than just saying, here is the agenda, which is typically a one-way process, ask everyone to get up stand around the agenda that's on the wall and you run through it at a high level on what you'd like to cover and the proposed order. So that's like the priority list. And then you give the attendees a chance to add anything else they'd like to consider um, or potentially add to the agenda as well. So it's also important that the cards are still in a logical order because if you're building a product, it can't be built in any order for it to work and it's similar in a meeting as well. You know, there's certain topics you need to cover that need to be in a certain order. So generally that makes sense for all the attendees. And then you also look at creating what's called a WIP, so a work in progress. So this is to limit 
the cards, the agenda items that you're going to talk about at any one time. And what works best is having a whip of two agenda items because quite often two items on the agenda work quite well together and it makes sense to bounce between the two. And if you don't do this, it then gets harder to actually control the conversation because you can have too many and then you lose control. And another reason to discuss the to-do list and its priority order is it creates transparency about what's important for everyone in that meeting. And plus it's a great icebreaker as it encourages conversation over the, the documentation. And discussing the agenda at the start, it just removes any misunderstandings and on what you would like to discuss. And for example, um, I've used this in a pitch scenario and we actually turned up late because our flights were, well, we had two flights cancelled. And we arrived hoping that they might show some flexibility in the timings, but we'd lost, which they didn't, unfortunately. So we lost 20 minutes or so. But what we did, because we had the Agile agenda, we went through those priority items with them at the start and made sure what the key things they really needed to cover. And we kept going back and we kept checking. And by the end, we actually had three or four items left on there, but no one actually really cared because they were low priority. We didn't have to cover them. They were nice to have, so it was the same for the audience as well. So we ended up looking like it was all planned out exactly as that, and ideally we'd have had a bit more time. But that's just an example of how it can work and how important it is to prioritize. So once the meetings begin, you, you've finished working through your first item um, and you've placed that in the uh, in-progress swim lane, and then once it's done, you move it to done. And that last part is really satisfying for all because it provides a positive message that you're, you're making progress. And then it, if any time the conversation wanders, you can stop and ask, is this a new agenda item? Um, again, it helps to facilitate the meeting as well for anyone who's, again, make, talking too much and you're trying to control it. Um, and if it is, you finish the card that's in progress and you put that new card in the backlog and then you reprioritize it again. Do you want to talk about this now or do you want to talk about it after the next item or the third or wherever it might be? And again, you get that mutual agreement across the group. So you continue to go through the to-do items until they're complete um, and each time you do move to a new agenda item, just check first with the group, is this still the next thing you want to talk about? It only takes a few seconds and normally there isn't that much change, but it's best to keep asking that question. And once you get to that final card, it's always worth having a card in there that is called retrospective. So this is just to gather some quick feedback from the people in the room. Now you don't always have to do this, so it's optional, but nothing beats getting feedback on the spot to help you improve next time. And it also is a really positive message for the attendees in the room that you're thinking about that. So this approach is simple um, and Delivering it though, it does still need strong facilitation, but there are a few other things that can help you with this. So you can add a time estimate to each card, and I recommend this certainly for longer meetings because you do need to maintain that control because you've only got so long, and obviously you do want to get through a certain um, topics that you've got on the agenda as well. But remember, this is only an estimate, so it doesn't always go to plan. So make sure you keep communicating that during the session, how much you've planned out for this particular agenda item. And if it does start to go over that, then you can mention it to the room. Do you want to continue with it or should we move on to something else? And then if you're familiar with story points, you can add these to the card as well, because that just 
reflects the complexity of the agenda item. It might be something pretty big that you don't really know how long it's going to take, but it's it's got high complexity. So again, it's just to make sure everyone in the room is aware. You can use simple things like post-it notes or actually design your own cards in a format that's uh, applicable to the, either the subject or the actual client branding. So you can take it as far as you want. Now, I always have a what's called a parking lot swim lane as well. So this is for any topics that need to be discussed outside of the meeting uh, or new ones that are agreed on that you didn't have time to cover or just ones that you covered but there's some more discussion. So it's a great way to show we haven't forgotten about this, we are gonna follow up on it and it's there and it's visible for everyone. To help facilitate the meeting as well, and again, and keep control of it, you can create a vision for the meeting or an overall goal and that can sit above, on the wall, above the swim lane. Again, that creates that focus for everyone in attendance on what you wanna achieve out of that meeting. You can, obviously, and I recommend this for most of the time, um, you prepare those to-do items beforehand like you would do with a normal agenda, um, ideally with some of the attendees as well. So it just speeds up that prioritization at the, the start of the session. But be prepared to reprioritize or add to this when you get the full group in there because you'd have to get that um, full group buying on what you're gonna talk about. And then also just make sure you're clear on what you feel is a high priority item because without that, you're not gonna be able to tell that story to the client um, and prioritization is a group concern. So they, the client or the attendees, they need to understand what's a priority for you so they can explain what is a priority for them so you both get what you need out of the meeting. Okay, so hopefully that's explained what the Agile agenda is and how you actually do it. So at its simplest, it's a really fantastic visual way to display the agenda and it encourages conversation. For a new client, it's such a great icebreaker and you want them to feel, and they should be, involved in making these decisions with you on what you're talking about, what you're covering. And it can sometimes help get over those initial awkward introductions. And because it's based on priority and you're continually prioritizing as you go through, there's no more rushing at the end, like I mentioned in that example um, earlier on in the podcast. Because if everyone is agreement what's high priority and you don't finish it, it doesn't matter. You don't look unprofessional and you don't look like you haven't planned this well enough because you've been talking about what you want to talk about next throughout. Where can it be used? You can use it in pitch meetings with a new client, um, although you still have to have a structure to your presentation and your content, but it's more important that the client gets the information that they need. Um, so when they walk away, you know, they feel satisfied and they can make decisions based on, on what you've covered. It could be a collaborative workshop using whiteboards and post-its. Um, you still need a focus for these type of meetings on what you want to cover, otherwise you just go off on tangent and won't get through what you need. Like I've personally used it on conference calls and it's just been me on my own and I've just had some post-its in front of me on the key things I want to cover because it just keeps me really focused on what I need to get out of that call. So there's many other examples out there um, of how you can use this approach and I'd, I'd love to hear your ideas and your feedback if you tried this because every meeting you know every company is very very different so any way we can improve meetings which are in general not the most loved 
part of your working day, so we should always look to improve them. Um, but yeah, let me know your feedback. And I think the key here is just to try it and just use it and see what works well for you. All right, see you on the next one. That's it. I hope you found this useful. Please do keep in touch. You can find me at www.teambenwilmot.com or on Twitter at Team Ben Wilmot. Or for other episodes, please go to Apple Podcasts and I really appreciate if you can leave a review. Thank you and see you next time.